funny you said that because I was just downstairs unloading the dishwasher and Sean Hannity, of course, is having a church lady level fucking panic attack because some place fucking 4,000 miles away from him is going to let people do shrooms. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Well, it's funny, too, because, like, you hear that, that trope of, like, well, it's already a thing, so why not just not worry about it? But it is so true. There is a big culture for that in, like, Denver and Colorado in general. Yeah. Sean Hannity records in New York City. Like, dude, there is somebody doing shrooms like a hundred yards from you right now. Oh, it's probably funny. that thing. It's like you're never more than three feet from a spider. Like in New York, someone's always on psychedelics within a block. Like yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Law well, of averages would say that. Well, and Sean Hannity, of course, like has spent the last fucking eight years saying like, I hate New York. I hate everything about it. It taxed me too much. The second I'm allowed to leave, I'm out of here. As soon as my fucking contract's up, I'm out of here. And then like. You know, six weeks later, it's like, Sean Hannity renews his contract for $52 million. Like, yeah, of course you did, you fucking shit. Because, because when you have millions of dollars, like, New York City is an awesome place to live. Like, it's a playground for rich people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, when you can afford that penthouse, you're fine. Yeah, like, it's not a fucking problem. It's when you're living in someone's broom closet that you're like, you know, it kind of sucks yeah. here. Yeah. Well, what, what he wants to do, and he's thrown uh, old uh, Scarborough under the bus... And Scarborough did this kind of, like, under the radar. I don't know if you guys paid attention, but, like, Scarborough threw, uh, like moved down to Florida, and he does his show, the, you know, like Morning Joe, is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, it's, like, insanely early here. Um, but, excuse me. Uh, yeah, he, like, moved down to Florida, and he does it, and, like, <laughs> and it's funny, because, like, I think his wife, uh, Minka Brazil, or whatever name, whatever the fuck her name is, like, they're in the same, like, space, but they film it in two different cameras like they're not side-by-side. Side. Hmm. Which is, which I can't imagine they haven't, like, just fucking broken down and, like, turned and said something to the other one, like, out of habit. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, what Sean Hannity wants to do is, like, he wants to do what Limbaugh does and, like, record out of his fucking, you know, garage or whatever. And, uh... Wanker. Yeah. And just get... Actually, I would say get fatter, but Limbaugh's lost weight. Hopefully he's dying. I don't know. I don't know. How old is that piece of uh, shit? Oh, he's in the 60s. Uh, let's see. Alright, you guys already start this shit? Oh, sure. yeah, dude. Alright. Yeah, for sure. Alright, everybody. I am Justin Woods, two-time Century Club champion, and this is the Woods cast. Uh, that's right, motherfuckers. We're still doing these, and you're still gonna have to listen to them. Uh, with me, uh, as per the usual, is my uh, younger brother. He's not very small. Uh, Shay, no. Shay, what's going on, Jay? Hey, man, uh, you know, Denver decriminalized mushrooms. I got this new 30-30 here. My buddy gave me a rifle. So uh, I'm saying things are things are coming up, Shay. I was I was going to say we're a better podcast than the Ox Jones show, and then Shay nope. starts waving around firearms. So. <laughs> hey, is, that a, is that a Marlin 336? That's a Winchester 94. Oh, so, like, the the brand name version of no, two, two, Mar two Marlins, uh, like, great value version. Yeah, no, it's the gun that won the oh, West. Air the, quotes. The real, the real deal there. Yeah, I've, I've got six. It's a good gun, but it's like store brand Winchester. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And you can feel our approval rating skyrocketing with conservatives, <laughs> I Justin. I know. And, I can just smell that NRA money coming in. <laughs> and uh, and as you get, and, and since our since our listeners are a deductive bunch, you've heard a third voice on here. So of course, uh, our buddy Adam Adam. Uh, Strider's going to join us here um, to weigh in on some Game of Thrones shit. He just wants to vent. I know he does. How, how you doing, Adam? I'm solid, Justin. How you doing? I'm on my fifth beer, so I'm doing good. 
Um, okay, what are we going to talk about today, gentlemen? Uh, so today we're going to, of course, talk about the weekly numbers. We're going to do some fun stuff. We've got a shitload of fun stuff because we haven't we haven't done a podcast in like two and a half weeks, Shay. So we got a lot of stuff to catch up on. We were um, planning on doing one in Florida with our dad, but then we drank a lot instead. Yeah, so. I honestly like like Shay and I spent like a week ago last week or a week and a half ago, something like yeah, something like that. Um, with our dad in Florida, and we're gonna do a podcast with him, but then we just kept getting like real drunk at about seven or eight p.m. and like sitting down and doing a podcast. Like actually, actually doing the podcast would have been fun. I didn't have the motivation to organize it. No, <laughs> so, absolutely not. That, yeah. was, that was unnecessary at the yeah. time. All right, so we can do some fun stuff. Uh, separate from the fun stuff is Game of Thrones. Uh, everybody's losing their absolute goddamn shit. Uh, we have some fun stuff to talk about. Uh, I guess fun stuff with a little asterisk to talk about. North Korea is pulling some nonsense. Of course, Donald Trump's going to sh- fucking, fucking settle that. We have to talk about, uh, you know, Alex Jones getting the massive band hammer and uh, none other than our own Shea Butter here being interviewed by uh, InfoWars. Or well, some was, affiliate. I don't know what was, it was. No, those are fucking Infowars. That was fun. And then, uh, last but not least, we have time to talk about the fact that Alabama is a fucking cesspool of women's rights. That's going to be awesome. Um, Alright, so the weekly numbers. Uh, number of beer. I'm on my fifth beer. Trump administration has been going 845 days now. Those two things are definitely related. Um, uh, Shay, uh, you'll be happy to know that it's been 337 days since Donald Trump took all of the North, uh, nuclear weapons away from North Korea. And we are four days until the end of Game of Thrones forever. And, uh, everybody's gonna lose their shit. For the best at this point. Yeah, well, I, I, th- I think it's so funny how much people think that that show owes them fucking anything, but whatever. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, approval polls. Donald Trump has held absolutely fucking steady, uh, except for, I think, one outlying poll a couple, like, a week ago, since the Mueller report said he pretty much, uh, obstructed justice ten times, and the fact that his, uh, administration is so goddamn dumb they couldn't even pull off, um, a criminal conspiracy. So, yeah, what, a gallop at, uh, 46%. Forty uh, chess. Huh, Yeah. 40, well, actually, actually, here's here's the thing. Like we were gonna like the last podcast we we're gonna have, I was gonna point this out, but this was done April thirtieth. Uh, Gallup's doing like every two or three weeks. They're getting real lazy because the numbers don't change much. But um, Donald Trump hit a new record in Gallup. He had never broken forty five since his presidency, and he's at forty six now. So um, you know, parade time. Well, excuse me, five thirty eight. He's been. Um, Right at fucking 42% approval, and Clear Politics has him at 44.3. That's the one I think is the absolute shittiest one, because if you're going to pick a, a place to get a good fucking uh, um, approval poll from Donald Trump, like, Real Clear Politics is an aggregate, just like 538 is for the most part, but, like, if you if you click anywhere to the left or right of the polls on Real Clear Politics, it's an um, op-ed that says Donald Trump is a god king. So the fact yeah, that... Yeah, Yeah, the fact that they, like, even... Will report that is hilarious, but they are the people who like the second Rasmussen like puts him at fifty six percent, like they're the ones that blast that shit out left and right. So, I mean, since what was it March twenty third, twenty fifth, whatever, whenever the Mueller report dropped, like these numbers have not fucking moved. Um, so whatever, way, way to go, Donald Trump. Um, fun stuff. Uh, King of the Monsters. That's that's. I just. I listen, 
listen, guys, guys, this is a big deal for me. Uh, I recently found, and I have them sitting right here, and Justin, I can send you a stack of them. But I have a huge stack of Godzilla trading cards nice. I found from when I was a kid from, like, the 90s. I even have a little holographic thing from the movie, the the one from 98, the Taco right. Bell. Look at the eye. Look how scary that is. Oh, Godzilla's eye's coming for you. Point is, I, I'm really excited about this, and I just, I'm unemployed, and I just spent $130 to buy six IMAX tickets to make sure my whole group of friends <laughs> could go. And I guarantee you that they're not going to get paid back for all of them, but it doesn't matter because I am so pumped, and every, all the early reactions are basically the same, what you want to hear, which is it's two hours and 20 minutes of ridiculous nonstop uh, giant monster action, and apparently the scale of it is like not quite – it's just so big. Like they, they do a really good job of just – Really wrecking a whole lot of big cities, so I am pumped. All right, I'm sorry, I got excited. Well, like the, we had, we had one final, um, one last and final trailer, and uh, in the trailer they mentioned there's like 17 kajus. And yes. Just like holy shit, what? Well, like, I, I did a quick, I did a quick like back of the uh, envelope calculation, and the Earth's pretty fucking big. Godzilla yeah. is big, but he's not that big. So yeah, there's there's plenty yeah. of room for him to roam around, but it, it's gonna get it's gonna get silly, as they say. Well, what's real exciting about that is the fact that uh, you know at least one of those is King Kong because in 2020 they're doing a they're doing a King Kong Godzilla yeah. movie. Um, that's the MonsterVerse and all that jazz. But Toho really apparently they showed King of the Monsters to Toho, which is the original right people that hold the rights, the Japanese company that makes those movies. And Toho went, "Yo, that's really good. Let's extend the rights." So I'm hoping that we're going to get some of the more silly, crazy monsters from the Japanese movies that they didn't have the rights to up until now, but now they do. So it's just going to get real dumb, and I can't wait. Well, I, I've always been a huge fan of the Mechagodzilla ones because those just get real silly. I Man, if you get if you could give me a, a Mechagodzilla movie with modern Western effects, that would just, that's right there. Like, I'll stop looking for work, and I'll just die happy. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Um Adam, you've been following you, you, you been following this one at all? You care anything about Godzilla? This is the first I've heard of Godzilla, and probably since the last time I was on this podcast. That <laughs> sounds about right. I try to bring it back around a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah. Come on, dude. It's not good. It's not <laughs> well, the one, th- the only thing I'll tell I- you when I've had enough. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. Um, the one, the one thing that I will say, like about the whole Godzilla thing, and when, and when it comes out, we can have like we can do like fucking a little uh, emergency pod. And Shay and I can come home, like, we go see it the same day, and come home, and get all fucking hammered, we'll already be hammered. Uh, but, like, I was just impressed with how they, like, crafted all of them. Um, and I, I have a question for Shay before we move on about the whole Godzilla yeah, yeah, King yeah. Kong thing. We'll get there. But uh, there, there's a couple scenes in the trailer where, like, you've got, like, Rodan flying right at King Ghidra, and they just slam at each other in midair. And it's like, and it just looks amazing. And it looks, and it looks like, proportional. It's not just, like... CGI bouncing off each other. They look like they have weight. They got weight, um, yeah. One of the things a lot of people talk about when you do these big kaiju show or movie shows, whatever you want to talk about, is um, it's hard to make them look like they have the weight they would have to have. Uh, I remember reading an article in um, Polygon that, like, uh, for the second, um, for the Pacific second... Rim was good about that. It right. all looked like it had weight. Yeah, it's that's all about a... the animators, man. It's all right. animators. That's exactly what I was going, going with. That is that uh, there's an article in Polygon that the second Pacific Rim, one of the cr- criticisms was that a couple of the of the um, Jaegers were too fast. Where in the first Pacific Rim, it really looked like it took a long time to swing those big heavy arms around, and, and you know, and like that's the thing, and. Um, and, uh, and and where I think they nailed it in this uh, Godzilla trailer, and of course we haven't seen the movie yet, 
was uh, where you uh, got like the final scene where uh, you got uh, Godzilla on the left and King uh, Gadra on the right, and Godzilla like screams, kind of lowers his head a little bit, and then starts charging. And... That yeah, that like getting the momentum because it's yeah. like slow. Then it well, picks up. Like, a, yeah, remember in the so first cool. Godzilla, everybody was like, "Oh, he's just a big slug," because he was just plodding around, sm- yeah. swatting it. But he never had to like watching him build up momentum and actually become like be agile looked really impressive. And I, yeah, I'm all about it. Apparently, they're they're like everything I've read about it so far is like, yo, you need to see this on the biggest screen possible because in terms of like spectacle, there's not a lot of movies that have because like that's what they come for. So that's where they throw the money and the effects is this those scenes. And plus, it's it's got Eleven in it from Stranger Things. Yeah. So I'm cool with that. I yeah, mean, she, she might she might be banging uh, fucking J, uh, J not Jay Z, but what the fuck's that? Drake? Uh, no, what's that other Drake? Rapper? Drake, yeah, she might be banging, banging Drake as we speak right now, but yeah, we'll. Way to go, business. Drake, dude! Fuck. Ah, uh, he's got a history of like being friends with young girls until the yeah, exact no. day. They she's turn like 18. what? I mean, she, I, she's actually how old she's is she now? Right now. She's, she's like fifteen. No. Yeah, yeah. She's not that the actress. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's older than that. No, she's not. Uh, nope. I'm, I'll give you sixteen. Find out. But like that's the problem. It's like uh, um, Drake has this this bad habit of like being friends with actresses or whatever. And to, well, actually, a lot of people in Hollywood have this bad habit of being friends with young actresses until like the day they turn eighteen and they announce they're dating. Damn, she is fifteen, man. Yeah. When she's like fifty, she's gonna look a hundred. I sw- I could have sworn yeah. she was like twenty two. Yeah. But yeah, no, but like uh, Celine Dion was one of those. Like Celine Dion yeah, was like that's quote unquote friends with her manager until she was eighteen. It's like oh okay, yeah, that shit's so always banging. so creepy. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, you're creepy. All right, but you're both super wealthy and powerful, so nobody cares. <laughs> right. All right. So uh, question. So we got we got Godzilla versus King Kong coming next year, twenty twenty. Yes, I believe Shay, it's twenty twenty. Yeah, Shay, explain to me how Godzilla. Or I'm sorry, how King Kong doesn't just get fucking wrecked. Like how does uh, it well, work? I mean it. It's, I mean it's one of those things where. Um, like the King Kong in the movies that, cause so Godzilla or not, excuse me, King Kong Skull Island takes place in the seventies. So the King Kong you see in that is basically a baby. And the idea being that he'll grow to be the same proportional size as Godzilla. Oh, okay, um, given, given, given that, but you got Godzilla yeah. who has so uh, the, the King Kong, the King Kong in this monster verse is way different than the other ones in the, um, in the Japanese Godzilla movies. It was real fucking silly. Oh, and it's like, totally silly. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and and I, the, you know, and then they just kind of throw King Kong in there and make him as strong as Godzilla, um, and it, it doesn't make sense, but it's pretty fun. Um, Unless I, I'm at, I imagine it's one of those things of like, if you're going to look at it logistically, like Godzilla has strength and King Kong's going to be faster because he's a big ass monkey. Uh, I want like I he's smarter maybe. That. I. I want to see a scene like in the the sixty. I think it was sixty two was the first the Godzilla vs King Kong was the Toho movie, and there's a scene where King Kong rips a tree out by the roots and just shoves it down Godzilla's throat, and like there's this. It's Google it after we're done. Like just God uh, Godzilla versus King Kong tree, and it's the first thing that'll come up, and it's the funniest fucking thing you've ever seen because it's just this prop tree, this dude in a monkey suit just trying to shove it down. <laughs> it's, it's hysterical. And yeah, it's so good. And if, if that's in there, I'll just be all about it. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think that's one of those things that's just going to be so silly. It, it just won't there's oh. no way it won't be entertaining yeah adam you were saying something oh uh, i was gonna say unless it does make sense and actually the movie is just eight minutes long and king kong runs in and godzilla steps on him and then there's a narrator that just pops up on the screen and says what did you guys expect yeah. go home thanks for your 13 dollars uh, yeah 
What I no okay. Shay's right. Like Shay and I had this conversation probably the last time we were on the podcast when we were talking about fucking Godzilla, and that uh, in Kong Skull Island, like the uh, proportions are way off. Like Kong's only like five hundred feet tall or some bullshit. And but he's Kong's, a baby. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they and they say in the movie that he's still growing, and yeah. uh, so like let's just assume a, an equal size Godzilla and King Kong. I just see like atomic breath versus a, a thing that has hair all over it, and like scaly armored lep- reptile versus like you know basically a big person hairy person like i just see i just see kong getting wrecked I'm not saying i'm not gonna go see it I'm, i think we're gonna see kong like bouncing off buildings and like you know sucker punching godzilla whatever it'll be fun well in the japanese version it was exactly what you said like every time godzilla would hit um kong with his fire breath it would burn him real bad and he'd be like fuck that sucks and then his response was, well, you can't use your fire breath if I put a fucking tree in your throat. There so you it's that kind of stuff. And yeah. then in the movie, the, even even with the, um, the the just two guys in the rubber suits, it ends up being them just like punching and wrestling oh, yeah. and just like fighting. Like the writers make the – yeah, it, it, it's super silly. And I, I, I just – there's no way you're going to have – like even because Godzilla and King Ghidorah are such fantastic characters and they both have the ability to shoot like lasers out of their face. It makes sense when they fight and it's somehow less silly than Godzilla like wrestling on the ground with a giant fucking gorilla. Like it's going to be so good. Well, the one thing I would like to end this conversation with is I wish everybody else could see how, uh, the look on Adam's face while we talk about this. And he's just like, like, God damn it. You nerds. nerds. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, switching topics here. Adam, you seen in game? Uh, I have not. Jesus Christ. He's the one person in North America that hasn't, apparently. And you know what? Good job, everybody. Nobody has spoiled it for me. That's pretty good, yeah. Well, I mean, you can walk away if you want, but... Uh, I mean, I'll just say it's awesome. Yeah. We can spoil it for you right now, if you want to. It made $2 billion. Shay and I talked about it a lot at the beach. Uh, I thought it was fun. Didn't change my life. I think time travel is a... It's not a bad writing device. It's a simple one. Yeah, but what I like about that is that they they take the fracture, like, they've got that scene where where Professor Hulk is explaining everything, and it's just the idea that, like, no, it doesn't work like that. You can go back in time. It doesn't change where we're at now. It just makes an alternate reality. You're a dummy. That's not how time travel works. And the reason it works so well in the movie is because they, they lay out the rules very plainly. And then they just follow them, and they never discuss it again because time travel is one of those things that in a movie can be really stupid if you fuck it up. But in that, they do a good job of saying, "This is how it works. This is what we're doing. All right, you're along for the ride. Let's go." And then you just you just move forward and you never look back, and it works perfectly. I, I well, fucking loved it. The uh, I mean, not having seen the movie, but it sounds like the um, the it creates an alternate reality. It doesn't change what happened. Kind of addresses exactly. the killing Hitler paradox. Yeah, because going back in time then makes going back in time your future, so you change, yeah. like, it's that whole stupid thing. I mean, all time travel shit in sci-fi is dumb, and it's it's hard to follow, and it's just so fun to talk about because it's so convoluted. But the idea that, like, right now, if I go back in time, I don't change the reality I'm in. I just make a new timeline with a new reality. You know, it's kind of like Flashpoint Paradox. That's kind of similar. Um, but, uh I don't know, that's such an easy way to just plot hole spackle right past that shit and start shooting lasers at Thanos in the past. <laughs> well, I, I love the fact that everybody was like, oh my god, this is such a great movie. And it is. Same, well, it, it was a fun movie, it was a great movie, but the people who thought it was like the best movie in the world, 
are the same people who would just shit all over Terminator, the Terminator series for its weak, uh, weak, uh, you know, plot structure. I'm like, oh, come on, fuckers. Like, well, yeah, yeah, but all right, come on now. Just because you like watching Terminator 3 and Terminator Salvation and Genesis after six rum and cokes doesn't mean they're good movies. Those are objectively shitty movies. Well, especially exactly, Terminator Salvation. You're exactly like, aside well, actually, from the time travel logic, those I are just garbage. You. You have to differentiate between a good movie and an enjoyable movie. They're not yeah, necessarily no, no. the same. Yeah. I enjoy. So what I like to say is this: is like if I watch Terminator Salvation on a scale of one to ten, where's my enjoyment level? My enjoyment level is at like a solid seven or eight. But if you're gonna say like on a scale of one to ten, is this a well-written movie? It's like a four. No. Yeah, it's not a well-written movie. I yeah. honestly like uh, I like Salvation better than I like um, Genesis. It's more fun. It's got those sweet old school Terminators with the smokestacks. Yeah, and like they're just fucking walking around, and and it's uh, God, I hate Christian Bale though. But that's well, just... everybody everybody does. Um, how do I want to say this? It was the one thing we haven't gotten. The one thing we haven't gotten, and Shane, you and I talked about this like multiple times. The one thing we haven't gotten is a movie that showed what it was like to fight the resistance was fight in the resistance we always get these these time travel ones and, and for the most part even the fucking comics that um dark horse puts out on in the Tom, terminator franchise is all about the time travel you know leaps and bounds and whatnots and um oh there he goes we ran him off you yeah, guys can't ran, see this but he just walked off yeah we just ran off at him that's fine he's, he's out of wine but whatever it's it's our podcast he just lives in it continue yeah uh but yeah, like the Terminator um, Salvation was the closest we got to them like fighting the fucking resistance yeah. against uh, Skynet, and I and I just like seeing like a Skynet, you know, a fortified, <laughs> a fortified Skynet uh, establishment, you know, yeah. and of course, uh, what's his name, Sam Waterson is like the uh, Terminator uh, human cyborg, whatever you want to call it. Like, he shows up, and they're ready to blast the absolute shit out of him, and they just scan him. They're like, oh, no, he's one of us. And he gets to walk in. Like, that, that's, that shit's fun. Like, seeing how Skynet would, would, you know, build all that stuff. Like, I think we need more movies like that. And you read I, any I, of the books? No, I haven't read any books. That would be something to I do read with. This seri- I read this series. I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of different ones now, but when I was a, some, I was a teenager, I read the series of books that was... The premise was it picked up at it was a it was a prequel slash sequel to Terminator Two. So the book I don't know who wrote it. I don't remember when they came out. I remember they were thick. They weren't great, but they were good enough to finish. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. And um, they uh uh an easy enough read that you were on like slogging. Yeah, through. yeah. No, it was fun. And I, I believe I remember the premise was it was basically like okay, so this is the story. Like you know what happened to Terminator Two. So now they sent back a that like. We're going to tell you the story of a Terminator that got sent back right after that. It's the same model. They, I think they – I can't remember. I feel like they came up with some plot mechanics to where the Terminator that came back had the memories of the one that was melted in the slag. It was some temporal bullshit. Mm. But the idea was is it was just the story of this Terminator and John Connor like living in the backcountry of the jungles of South America, training and learning to fight for the oncoming war. And then eventually the books got to the war itself. Um like I said, they're not great, but they're pretty fun. I have to fucking I got those somewhere. Yeah, I, I'd love to know what that is. The the Dark it's, Horse yeah, it's, The Dark Horse good. comics are pretty good. Um, the latest one's called Sector War. It is pretty interesting because it, it happens uh, approximately like a week before the Terminator and the original uh, you know uh, Terminator one was sent back after Sarah Connor. Uh, they sent a Terminator to um, LA after a cop uh she's pregnant 
and they're you know they're trying to kill of course her kid he's supposed to be some lieutenant in the army but so it's like a totally different terminator shows up about seven days before uh, arnold schwarzenegger does to kill sarah connor and um so this cop's on patrol and this guy just like comes out of nowhere and you know like flips over a cop car and starts to kill her <clears throat> so she ends up like you know the friend you know like leading him into a bunch of like la drug games so like fuck that guy up you know and uh, when she survives it, she sees on the news all the news reports about the Sarah Connor attacks. And so she then she, you know, hightails it over there to talk to Sarah Connor. So it's like, quote unquote, the start of the resistance there. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, they're good. They're, they're, they're good. But yeah. All right. You should see Endgame, uh, Adam, uh, whenever you get some more red wine. Um, all right. Shay, how, how far are you into Umbrella Academy? I just watched the episode where the two dudes in the masks broke into the house and shot up the place and kidnapped the drug addict guy. Okay, uh, what was fun. his name? Klaus. Klaus. Yeah, so I think I'm like it's like five or six out of ten, something like that. It's fun as shit. Uh, Adam, you seen? Have you watched any of this? You, Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Nope. It's okay. It's really fun. Uh, it's based off okay. of a very eclectic comic book from um, the dude from think- My Chemical Romance. That's I what I read. It's, I, yeah, it's some. It's a. I think it's My Chemical Romance. I think it's also Dark Horse as well. But yeah, it's a show on Netflix. It's solid as fuck. Uh, couple uh, the guy, uh, one of the guys from Game of Thrones is on. I forget his name. Uh, Hashtag Pogo for life, dude. He's fucking yeah, great. Yeah. Um. Uh, spoilers. He doesn't make it. Uh. All right. Um. Uh, okay, just a couple little blips and fun stuff. Shay, have you seen this announcement of a Swamp Thing show for that DC Nation? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'd read about that a while ago. I didn't know if they they haven't shown any like trailers or any shit about that, right? Mm-hmm. They've got a trailer. It's uh, pretty awesome. Uh, they're leading heavy. Uh, so Swamp so Swamp Thing is a uh, heavy hitter. For those of you that are about in your mid-30s right now, you might remember the old 1980s Swamp Thing movie that was absolutely bonkers with the uh, pig guy and the weird, like, vortex swamp tunnels. And, it, yeah, it was, it was bonkers. There was a cartoon. But, yeah, so uh, they're putting a show on DC Nation. The uh, Swamp Thing himself is a heavy hitter of the DC Universe. He's connected to the green, which is basically the life force of the planet. Mm-hmm. Um Fun factoid spawn. Yeah, they they uh, they basically also, like he, he he became an elemental at one point, right? Exactly, it was more. Exactly, it wasn't yeah. so much like because now I, because I, I I I'm not super familiar with it. I've I've done the thing where it's like this character's interesting, so I read the wiki history and all right, that shit. Right. But my understanding was originally chemical bath, all that stupid shit, mutant. <laughs> but they kind of redid it. Was it Frank Miller that made it more of like an elemental? Right, right. Like yeah, like and he's a hard ass apparently in that in those versions. Yeah. So, when Frank Miller redid him, he's apparently an elemental. He's an agent of, quote-unquote, the green, the life force of the planet. And he's, you know, one of the DC's heavy hitters. It's it's who, like, you know, the, just, the Justice League comes to... Hello? Hello? <laughs> What's up? Uh, here, buddy. <laughs> um, What's happening on there? Yeah. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, the, the, like... Uh, Swamp Thing is one of the heavy hitters that like the DC, the that Justice League fucking comes to when they need help. Like he, you know, he's 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 a big bad guy. Uh, yeah. Fun fact: with Spawn is also given the power of the Green as well. What? Um, yeah. So um, so that is fun. The the one thing I want to bring up is that the trailer, if you watch it, they're leaning really hard into horror aspect. Like Swamp yeah. Thing's gonna be like this is this weird thing that's off to the side, just mangling the fuck out of people. 
So that's happening. Um, I'm all for it. It can't be worse than that movie or the show. So ooh, the movies or the show, yeah. Yeah, they were they were rough. Um, uh, Shay, have you heard that we're getting a, a uh, gonna get a Matrix Four from the director of John Wick? I mean, I, I sure I'll tell you, I'll, John Wick looks John Wick one two one and two look or one and two are awesome. Three looks amazing. I don't really give a shit about the Matrix anymore. So sure. Uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. All right, let's get okay. We, we can talk about it chapter two a little bit later. Uh, um, maybe we have some time. We want to play that trailer. Uh, let's skip. Let's uh, let's go to uh, our next topic: Game of Thrones, season eight, episode five, The Bells. Everybody, everybody, everybody's buttholes so puckered. Well, I mean, like what the hell? Object. Well, objectively. Uh, the writing in seven, season seven and season eight takes a dive, and there's a lot of a lot of character development that gets ignored. But it's still super fun to watch because the Hound went out like a boss. That was I, I enjoyed that. But um, yeah, and I you know, and the lot I understand why people are pissed off because I also think it's not as good as it should be. But uh, still fun to watch, and I like watching dragons blow shit up. So Adam I'm has also some not strong feelings. My butthole is puckered as fuck. Well, it's just not good. Is it? Like, it's right? not. It's, no. Um, <laughs> the okay. The, the there there has been much ado uh, after the last episode about arguing whether Daenerys's descent into Mad Queendom is justified or sufficiently predicated. And I don't know why this is an argument um, because. They talk about her declining mental state, but they never show it. She doesn't really have a dramatic character change until bells start ringing, and then suddenly she's yeah, burning. Yeah, it's, it's I, um, I, I, everything in this season basically is like I understand what you're getting at, but you took the worst way to get there. And part of that is just because it's truncated into shorter, epi- uh, less episodes. I understand some of them are longer, but um. I mean, if it makes any sense, it's the same dudes wrote season seven and uh, eight wrote. Uh, they've got were on the writing staff for that real shitty Wolverine movie, the Origins movie that came out a number of years well, ago. Well, that so. explains certain things. It um, does. No, it's uh, no, I, I it, mean, it's still exciting. It's just not as well written as it used to be. Which is like, depending on what gets your rocks off. Like, I don't really give a shit about the character development. I like seeing dragons blow shit up. But you are right. There's a lot of like. Give me at least an episode where people question what she's about to do before she just kills everyone. Or, I mean, my, my, my complaints are not limited to Daenerys. Yeah. Um, the, my, my biggest issue is that Much Ado was made throughout the show, much more so in the books, and I'll, I'll cop to the fact that I'm much more of a book reader as Game of Thrones is concerned than a show watcher, um, but Much Ado is made about all of these prophecies, and then, like, right about at the point in the show where the books cut off, they're just, like, dropped, never to be talked about again. And there's no resolution to them. There's no prophecies being fulfilled. There's no explanation for why they're not fulfilled. They just, like, d- disappeared into thin air. And, and, and that's just really, really bad writing. Well, it's because they said, like, you get one more season, that's it. I mean, that's what happened. Like, if you go back and watch, like, one of my favorite... One of my like, because I understand it, it's harder because people expect it to be as good as it started because it was based off books. But once you get past the books, you kind of got to wing it. Um, and then they had their, uh, you know, I 
I'm sure some people would have liked to do more seasons, but they like, you get one more, and that's it. And if anyone's watched Friends, you know how that goes, because that got canceled and then restarted, and they said, you've got one season to wrap up two seasons of story. And it, well, made sense, it, I guess. <laughs> I mean, if only, if only we had had that much warning for the ending of Firefly, but, yeah. uh, you know, the, the, there is no justice in the universe uh, when, when Jersey Shore got eight seasons. Hey, Adam. Uh, move your mic up or down. I am trying. I, I don't know what. No, it's just it's up or down. We can hear. We can hear you fine. Like yeah, we can hear you fine. Okay. I, I uh, thought you meant you couldn't. Is that uh, a little, is little bit down? A little bit closer. You were just like breathing right into it. Oh okay. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Anyway. There you so go. That took took the wind out of my rant a little bit. Sorry. Keep ranting. <laughs> You know, and and I have a gripe, and I don't know if it's bad writing or if it's just me disagreeing with their writing choice, but just the way they shoved Jamie's character arc like down the garbage disposal in one episode just chafed me. It, it puckered my butthole in a way that I did not enjoy. Well, my only, my only problem with that is that there is... I, I get the character arc, like, I don't know, like, everybody should have, a, like, a grand character, a grand villain should have a grand ending, but no, that it just, I think the, the season, this episode just, like, just, like, kind of celebrates the banality of fucking, like, daily life and daily evil, like, the fact, like, you know, the fact that Cersei and Jaime just got fucking squashed, like, just because they're, sh- they're like really, really evil, shitty people doesn't mean they get this epic ending. Just squash no. them. Just fucking squash them. I- I'm not. I'm not taking issue with the squashing. It's that Jamie had this pretty clear redemption arc. Yeah. And, and then in one episode, it doesn't show him being conflicted and then making the wrong choice. It's just he's on this redemption arc and then suddenly he's not. Yeah, like he just got yeah. No, that 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 really. That's a good I honestly, point. That's a good point. That, yeah, that's what caught me off guard. It wasn't how he died. Like honestly, like if he, if it had been this scene where he like like in my mind the way you would take care of that is like, you know, you've got Tyrion. You know, him and Tyrion could have had a conversation where where he's just basically like, listen, you know, I understand. Like I'm going to die today, no matter what. Like no matter what I do, I'm not going to make it out of this alive. And no matter what, I still love her, and I know that's wrong, but I want to die with somebody I love if I'm going to die. You know what I mean? Like, there's a way to flush it out more that makes more sense. It, it's literally like his last, like, two seasons of shit just didn't happen, and he just went right back up Cersei's ass. And I understand where you're coming from. Um, and the, But, I mean, I mean, you know, what's the, what's that meme that's floating around now? Props to her for getting paid a million dollars an episode to stare oh, out a window yeah. and drink wine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the dream. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But no, yeah, you're right. A lot, a lot of those story arcs just the, the, it, they they spent so long fleshing them out, but wrote themselves into a corner and ended up with one season. So now there's just there's just logistically no way to satisfyingly wrap it all up in one season. So you go, all right, cool, we're gonna make it a big fucking spectacle. Hey, you know how we could have had more time to uh, wrap everything up satisfactorily? Spend fewer episodes fucking around in Marine. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. 
you know, I'm not as invested in this as most people because a lot of people have been watching this since the day it started. Whereas I just got laid off and slammed like seven. I shotgun seven episodes in like two months or something and waited two months and then watched. And I'm now I'm watching the last season. So I don't really give a shit. This isn't this the end like the ending of this isn't going to piss me off like the ending of Lost did. It's probably going to be like it's probably going to be very predictable. Um, you know, I don't I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but uh, yeah, you, you, that, that, you know, your point's valid. Like it, it's just objectively like they're they're. I don't know, it's just not. It just it's not as satisfying as it could be. Well, I, mean, I understand that I was never going to be satisfied with. Yeah. Because I'm just like, like I, I'm not a primarily show person as Game of Thrones is involved. Like for me, the the latter seasons of the show are just filling the empty void in my soul where books six and seven should be. But yeah. uh, so so they're and they're, they're never going to live up to it. I so what I'm saying is, help us, George R. R. Martin. You're our only hope. Two words, dude. Brandon Sanderson, give up on George R. R. Martin. Just go read all <laughs> Sanderson stuff. You'll be well, fine. Like, and, and the problem the problem is, it's like. Uh... I mean, oh god! What like a season or so ago in the show, like George R. R. Martin and um, apparently the showrunners and the show writers had had said that like, hey, we know we're gonna outpace the books. We have talked to George R. R. Martin. We're we basically are like, we know where we're both gonna go. Shouldn't be a problem. Blah blah blah. And then, like, as soon as the eight seasons released, George R. R. Martin goes, you know, if I was in charge, there'd be, like, another five seasons. And everybody's like, you know what? Fuck up. Fuck off, you old wizard bastard. You should be writing books, not complaining that the series that's just, just showering money on you uh, is, is, is ending before you think it should while you sit and complain. Like, just, oh, for fuck's sake, George R. R. Martin, just sit down and write. Like... Every interview with George R. R. Martin at this point should be like, well, you know what I think about this episode? They should be like, shut the fuck up, sit back down, start writing, you shut up. You so funny your, story. Um, you cast your check. You cast your fucking I, check. I um, got a uh, – I have – all right, I got lunch with a friend of mine the other day. This is a great um, and, story. And, uh, no, just it, it comes around. And apparently <laughs> his – No, it doesn't. It does yeah, not. You, you shut your, your fucking fat mouth, all right? Um his uh, one of his high school friends that he meets up with yearly is George R. Martin's best friends. Like it's it's Martin's wife's best friend. So my buddy has actually had the fortunate uh, time in 2017 and 18. He got to fly out there and meet George R. R. Martin and hang out at his house and go out to dinner with George R. R. Martin. And he's a huge uh, fucking Song of Fire and Ice fan. So he, you know his whole thing was like, well, I'm not going to ask him why the books aren't out yet, but. I'm 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 going to try to figure it out. And he said his basic understanding of it was George R. R. Martin is your typical fat, awkward, weird ass nerd that doesn't have a lot of friends. And now he's a fucking millionaire and has tons of friends and would rather party and hang out with his friends than write fucking books. So yeah. he just doesn't spend as much time writing as he used to, which I would absolutely believe. I would absolutely believe that. Believe it, and, my ass. Uh, yeah, it's it's it. evident. It's yeah, evident. Dude. Like, have you seen the fucking I, book yet? Full disclosure, guys, I've tried twice to read that series. I've gotten through the first book halfway twice and just fucking given up. I don't give a shit. I'm probably never going to read him because he's never going to fucking finish him. Um, so, I like my fantasy novels to have a lot more people shooting fireballs and shit at each other, and that's just not <laughs> what that series is. And that's a me thing, and I get it. So given the information Dragon that Lance, baby. Us, <laughs> given the information that you just gave us, I'm a little more optimistic because maybe now that the show's over, yeah. George's money has 
is more dependent on him writing now. Well, here's the other thing, and th- I mean, this is and this isn't like insider info, but he doesn't like the show, and he's not a fan. Like he's taking his checks for. He's kind of like um, oh, uh, fucking not checks. not Frank not Frank Miller. Uh, who's the guy that did uh, 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 fuck Watchmen? Um, shit, I can't remember. It's it's uh, one of the two more famous, but he's very famous for vocally hating the products based off of his comics, and then not having a problem taking a check from it. So. I'm wondering well, if maybe Stephen once King the also, it's every he's movie, the same way. Yeah. yeah Stephen King. Exactly. You know, movie. and that's, that's a lot of authors. I would not be shocked if once the show has ended and it, the hype has died down a little bit, assuming he doesn't die from some stupid, you know, accident or heart disease or some shit, then he slams out the last of his books because now it's not the cool thing anymore. And the show hasn't been on the air for air for like a year or so. I mean, I hope so because he needs to go ahead down. I mean, I hope so. He needs to get on his shit because, as the, uh, as the, do we know the, how many books it's supposed to be total? Because uh, he said I that. Seven. I don't. I think seven. Seven. And there's how yeah. many out? Five. 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 So he needs to write two books. All right. Can't yeah, fucking just well, write two books. I would imagine he's pretty close to six, if not, like started working on seven. But uh, as our as the greatest fictional Republican president, Glenn Allen Walken, once. <laughs> And he was the greatest fictional Republican president because he was president for uh, a couple of weeks. Um, he once said, uh, I, I am, if you have not looked at me, I am one prime rib dinner away from cardiac arrest. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so George better get on his shit. <laughs> yeah, let's well, do it. I mean, this, this reminds me of when Justin was worried if Stephen King was going to finish the Dark Tower series because he got uh, hit by that car. And he's like, I swear yeah. to God, if Stephen King dies, I'll track down as every dog his family's ever had and I'll kick him. Yeah, like, like, yeah, because like I'm waiting for Stephen King to finish the Dark Tower series, and he gets fucking sandwiched against a like fucking uh, mini mart by uh, some lady in a. And then it worked, Astro and Vader. then he wrote it into the books, and it got oh, real yeah. weird. Yeah, he's yeah. all because he was all hooked on oxycontin. Oh yeah, it was weird. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, well, George George R. R. Martin writing the books. I hope he like. I really, I mean, yeah. Like, if you look at a picture of him, he is a big round wizard looking motherfucker and Shay and Adam are correct. Like he is, he could be a, a rack of ribs away from just, just checking out on us. And if he does that, I'll just stop reading him because for those of you who have tried, Oh my God, I know some people just drive up the series, but the wheel of time series, I have tried so hard to get through it. And Too I much. think I, I, huh? Too much. I've tried. Yeah, I've never been able to grab it. I mean, I actually I haven't tried to read that series since I was much, much younger. So who knows? It was. It's like thirteen books. Each book is about eleven hundred pages. It is daunting. Not because I'm illiterate, but because every book is the exact fucking same. Uh, you've got the uh, the wielder of the new magic, the savior of the universe, the savior of the world. Uh, he kills the big bad guy, but then you find out, ooh, that that wasn't the big bad guy. There's a one way, it was like the second to last big bad guy. And then the next book is the exact same fucking thing. And it's just so goddamn monotonous. Um, apparently Showtime has, has uh, bought the rights for it. If, if, you really, if you really are hammer drunk, and Shay, you're on a bunch of, like, mind drugs. Brain uh, drugs! Yeah, brain drugs, sorry. Um... There, uh, there was a there was a time in the late '90s when apparently the Wheel of Time series was optioned for a show, and whatever production company had it was getting ready to lose it. And, and you know, it's the kind of thing like remember back in the '80s when like somebody made a Fantastic Four movie just to keep the rights, and like yeah. they never released it. 
same thing. But you can find it on like YouTube. So if you just Google like Wheel of Time, like Sears Pod or whatever, it's just like it's that it's like the first like oh god like what seventy pages of the first book where the 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 the, the savior of humanity walked around is walking around a castle that he just obliterated because he got too drunk with power from all the fucking slut magic he had. I mean it's just yeah. it's absolutely retarded, but. Uh, like you watch that and it is goddamn cringeworthy and um, it is so goddamn cringeworthy and um, but like they're like Showtime is gonna redo it and I thought like okay like if Showtime wants to do a Wheel of Time series I'll watch the shit out of it but there's no way I'm wa- I'm reading all 13 or 15 of these books that all end the exact same way the, uh, the only thing I know about Wheel of Time, and I only know this because my friend told me, is that one chapter in one of the books is as long as Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. I believe that. Yeah, I, believe pretty, that. I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, and then let's, let's not forget, like, I always love it when people use Harry Potter as their fucking reference for what a thick book is. Like, those are young adult books. The print is huge. They're, right. they're, they're thick, they're but teenagers. you can read them quickly. Let's remember that. Um, yeah, but they're yeah, teenagers. they're thick books. They're pretty heavy books. Um, and then, the fu- chapter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. but. But if I'd still like that's fine, I, and you know it, it's still like I mean, Harry, you, know, you can tear through even the thickest Harry Potter book in an afternoon if you have a decent enough reading level. It's not, the, um, but the, yeah. One of the, one of the things uh, one of my buddies told me he was like, yeah, so uh, I can't remember what number book. Let's just say it's the twelfth book, or no, I say ten book. They're like, all right, so the ninth book is awesome because apparently in the ninth book, all these forces that they've been dry humping for the last you know twelve books or nine books. Uh, like, all clash in this one battlefield. I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. Like, you know, it's just, you know, it's like, you know, the five armies versus, you know, like, you throw in some Ghostbusters, throw in some Harry Potter, like, you know, just mash all this shit together. And it's just this huge, huge fucking uh, amazing thing. And then uh, I've had three different people tell me this separately. Then the next words out of their mouth are, just skip the tenth book. Yeah, yeah, I've I've heard that too, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, why? And they're like, well, because while the ninth book is so awesome and it's everything you wanted out of the entire series, the tenth book is what everybody's wife is doing while they're fighting. Yep. Like, there's there's an entire book of just like what the fucking people that are back home in the village are doing. I'm like, are you shitting me? Yeah. And I only made like books five or six, and it's like that that was mind numbing enough for me. Yeah. I uh, I I don't. I've never. I've read. I've tried to read the first book, and then I've. I just. The series that I'm all about right now, the Stormlight Chronicles, is Brandon Sanderson, which is the dude that took over for what's his name when he died on the Wheel of Time and he finished the Wheel of Time series. Robert Jordan. Robert Jordan. Yeah, he filled in for Robert Jordan, um, and his shit is fucking great. Like well, I, I, I'm gonna read these. These the, the three books are out. It's supposed to be ten books total, and then he's got all these other series I can read in the meantime. So I'm just gonna get balls deep into that. Well, that's that's where I was going with this because if George R. R. Martin dies and all of his grandkids show up and like want to finish out Game of Thrones, I don't give a shit. Like I'm done. I, yeah. Uh, Excuse uh, me. The books are called A Song of Fire and Ice, Justin. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, and uh, Robert Jordan died, and uh, either the last book or two, if I'm not mistaken, was written by like a collection of writers. Like apparently, Robert Jordan. It was Brandon Sanderson was who finished yeah. that. Right, well, but they were apparently all at, like, Thanksgiving dinner, and Robert Jordan told his family at Thanksgiving dinner how his books were supposed to end, and then Sanderson came in to write it, and I'm like, no, 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 fuck that shit. Um, Alright, we, we've gotten way off topic here. A couple things that we need to touch on in Game of Thrones here. Uh, Cersei and Jamie got flattened. Uh, we had a Klee Gang Bowl. Come on now. I mean, fucking the Hound 
was basically yeah he went immortal. out like a boss yeah the hound the i'm sorry uh the mountain was basically immortal looked just uh, like darth vader from return of the jedi with his helmet off it was hilarious yeah he's all eaten up by manicore venom uh uh the hound took him out um john snow apparently soured on banging his aunt uh it took me really <laughs> long. Yeah, that is the best. Yeah, he, like that it's scene a- where she's like, that all I am to And you, you can see him go like, nah, you're also my aunt. And this is real gross. <laughs> it, took me, it took me way too long to figure out what was going on there. Because I'm like, I got a Roman Coke in hand. I'm watching it. And, you know, I'm, I'm all for, you know, I'm a, I'm a peacekeeper. I'm all for moderating violence. So, like, I'm thinking Jon Snow, you know, just say, hey, I'm not going to I'm not gonna try to usurp your throne. I'll give you uh, I'll give you a good, you know, pickle tickle here. It'll be great. And then, like, she kisses him, and he, like, pulls back. I'm like, oh, come on, John Snow. What the fuck's your problem? And I'm like, oh, yeah, he remembered. He knows now that that's his aunt. And nobody likes to bang their aunt. Well, I mean, no. John Snow being a Targaryen, it's going to take him a while to get used to the incest. Exactly. <laughs> that yeah, is yeah. true. That's like, and I mean, realistically, it's not like he's banging his sister. So he's it's less incesty than the other Targaryens. Like, right. he really needs to just get on board. Um, yeah, I you know. You- when you look at the family of trees, it actually would be less incestuous for John to marry Sansa than Danny, because Sansa's just his first cousin. Right, right. Yeah, and and uh, especially like, I mean, it's gotta fuck with your head to learn that you've already banged your aunt. Yeah. And then she wants to bang you again. You know, she's like, I mean, we've already been banging. Like, we're in love. Let's do this. And he's like, yeah, I don't yeah. know if I'm, I don't know if I'm an aunt banger. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but here's the other thing. I can see the logic of, like, well, he can't unbanger. So, <laughs> yeah, like, you might as well steer into the skid, John. John, no, you know nothing but how to bang your hands. Just steer into the skid, bro. I think at, just this point, at this point, he's just an unknowing aunt banger. If he bangs his yeah, aunt yeah, again, yeah. he's still... No, at this point, as of my last episode, he knows he's banging his aunt. Yeah. And he thought about it. You saw it. He's like, I mean, I've already fucked it. I mean, oh. I, I, I think we just... <laughs> I think we just landed on the episode title. You can't unbang your aunt. There you go. Well, yeah. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Once you have banged your <laughs> right. aunt, you can't. Now, now here's the thing, though, guys. If you bang your aunt, yeah. you can go back in time. But if you decide not to bang your aunt, you don't unbang your aunt in the present. You just split it off into an alternate reality where you didn't bang your aunt. Where you didn't bang so, your aunt. Yeah. yeah. You cannot unbang uh, your aunt. All right. So, um... <laughs> I knew we were gonna fall. I knew we were gonna fall in a deep dark hole here in, in Game of Thrones territory. Yeah, but I'd like to point point out that uh, everybody was like butt hurt that apparently the uh, Iron Fleet didn't just kill Drogo, Drogon the way they killed uh, Rhaegon. Um, but I think it's like that was pretty simple. Like they just blindsided Rhaegon because like they flew around the corner and just like blasted him with the little scorpion <laughs> bullets. Whereas Rhaegon, like, Drogon knew they were there and, like, flew around. Like, that's the first thing I thought. Like, everybody's like, oh, my God, they're going to kill all the dragons. Like, well, actually, the dragons are a lot, like, fucking more agile than those, like, dipshits on wooden, you know, terraces, like, trying to wheel around this huge fucking crossbow. So, like, everybody heard about that. I just want a little consistency, man. Like, either the dragons are invincible or they go down like paper airplanes. I mean, you need to pick one. Yeah, well, I mean, like, dude, and then well, that, that... Well, they're not invincible, like, because, like, oh, uh, what was it, like, third or fourth season? Like, they, like, put a bunch of spears in Drogon, and, uh, you know... Yeah, he's like, what Dan- else? Yeah, well... <clears throat> sorry, they were little spears thrown by, you know, uh, slaves or whatnot, and they stuck in him, 
and Danny pulled him out, and he bled. And uh, even in uh, what was it episode? Uh, what was it Winterfell where they fought all the fought all the uh, fought everybody in the dark and nobody saw anything? Um, the Night Kings, you know the you know zombie uh, Viserion, like clawed the absolute fuck. Like you saw like Rhaegon and uh, um, zombie Viserion go at it, and like you know they're getting the shit clawed out of them. Like they're not immortal. It was well, just, there's like, also like. There, there's the the episode where, um, in I think season six, maybe seven, I think it's six, where Danny attacks uh, Jamie's army on its way back from Highgarden, uh-huh. and Drogon just like slaps arrows out of the air. Like homeboy is is like not bothered by being shot at, and I get those are arrows and not giant ballista bolts, but like right. I, I I don't. I don't understand why Euron's little, like, mini Iron Fleet with his ballistas on the deck can just, like, shoot dragons down like clay pigeons, but then an entire city of ballistas can't hit a dragon. Or even wing him. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a plot device. Like, like when uh, they took down uh, Rhaegon, like, just blasted Rhaegon, and they hit him, like, again... They blindsided him. He's flying right beside Drogon. They hit him right through the center of body mass. And then while he's like trying not to like die, they hit him in the face and he just died. Um, and then uh, uh, Daenerys and Rogon, like they, they fly to the Iron Fleet. And they dodge a bunch of these bolts. And right then I thought like, all right, just swing around. Like just do a 180 on them. Because you're not going to be able to turn around faster than you can get back. Then Rogon can get back and start setting them on fire. Like, that was my first thought when I saw that. And then she just flies off because, I mean, you know, she saw one of her quote-unquote kids die. So, like, I get that. But also understand, like, whatever direction they're pointing, it might take them a full 40 seconds to turn 180 degrees. Because they're just big fucking ballistas. So I have to assume that Drogon, you know, they could just come in from a different angle and be like, yeah, all right, you're all fucked. Um, the fact that they can't, couldn't hit shit in episode five is a problem. Like, they just, they're just, like, flying everything, but that was, that was a plot device. I did appreciate the meme of, uh, the, the, the scorpions in episode five that were, that, with, with the stormtroopers photoshopped in operating the ballistas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's solid. That's solid. Because that's how that worked. That's how that worked. Um, so, like we all know, the internet lost it. Um, everybody's not happy because they think they were, they were, they should have been guaranteed a better end for all of their favorite characters, uh, to a point where right now there's a petition to rewrite the entire season eight with new writers and it's nearing 30,000 signatures. Um, and I, I, well, I, but I mean like, that's like, who gives a shit? Like it's super easy. Like petitions on the internet don't mean anything. There's a petition well, for everything. Exactly, and and since Shay interrupted me, my point was, who the fuck's going to pay for that? Like, did you yeah. all kick in $5? You know, is everybody going to kick in $100 and pay for it? No, you're not. You're just going to... No, 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 yeah. You're, you're going to ineffectually bitch on the internet, which is what it's there for. This is why we have a podcast. Exactly, that's what we're here for. Porn yeah. and ineffectual bitching. Yeah, porn and ineffectual bitching. Alright, so, um, everybody thinks that, uh, uh, season uh, eight is not up to their snuff. Nobody, uh, I don't give a shit. You know, you guys can, you know, I guess petition the president for that shit. But uh, moving on, uh, Shay, you know we have uh, been 
Actually, let's skip this. Where are we at? Right, what time are we talking here? Might be the only way Trump gets reelected. Well, <laughs> we got time to talk. We we've got some time to talk about North Korea here. Uh, so North Korea is testing new weapons. Shay, it's been uh, like I said, like what is it, three hundred thirty-seven days since uh, uh, Donald Trump solved this problem? Um, not so yeah. much. Not so much. Shay and I each have. I feel a, safer. Well, you should because you're high. Yeah. yeah. But. Um, Shay and I both have a challenge coin from the, the, the summit and we both, we both rub it before we go to bed. It's just like, you know, it's our precious. Um, so just in the last, like since May 1st, so, uh, Kim Jong-un, uh, tested a tactical guided weapon. That's, uh, that, that, that's, those are, those are, uh, military words for a missile, uh, on May 4th. We we said this wasn't going to happen again. Now, there was some wishy-washy shit about whether or not it was a ballistic test or just a missile test, because in the agreement Trump and Kim Jong-un signed, they were to have no ballistic missile tests. Yeah. Um, uh, since, since uh, before and a little bit after that, Kim Jong-un has bitched that Mike Pompeo is, I guess, too alpha for him and can't handle it. Um, his has wanted him out of all negotiations. Um, on May, so that was May fourth. They tested a missile. Uh, on May 9th, they literally tested a ballistic missile. Um, this was the red line the Trump administration has. Uh, who reported this? NBC News and a bunch of other outlets have reported that the the last couple of tests of um, North Korea's missiles had Russia's fingerprints all over it, meaning that the. Uh, Intelligence uh, community can watch a missile travel out into the uh, the sea, change direction, and just by the ballistics of the missile, they can tell that the technology was most likely a Russian build. That sounds, so that's I'm sh- fucking shocked. Yeah, shocked, so, so, I tell you. Shocked. I, I'm shocked, too. I, I just want to remind everybody that told Shay and I, uh, Jay, uh, our buddy Jay, who we did the Purple Report with for a while, being primary one there that uh you that uh, we were told hands down that hey any any uh type of talks that like calmed everything down were good and like these missile tests weren't gonna happen and there you go yeah 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 i mean that but like again any any yeah that goes back to like that's the same shit north korea has always done so anyone that think that's not what they're doing is a moron Like, anybody that thinks that North Korea is not going to try to get everything they want from the Americans or any type of um, world power just so they can be on the stage. Like, yeah. that's what all they wanted. That's all they wanted is with Kim Jong-un's, um, I want to say great-grandfather, grandfather, and father had tried to do, but I might be just the grandfather, father, and father. Grand, yeah, might be just grandfather and father. It's grandfather. Um, Kim Il-sung was the original Kim dictator. Yeah. Was it just just the grandfather? Yeah. Yeah. Um and actually Donald Trump you can't really hate on Donald Trump too much for this. You you can hate on Donald Trump for being the person that sat down with him table to table to put the American flag beside the Korean the North Korean flag and actually did a, a meet and greet because that's what they've all wanted to do. Like Adam was just saying, uh Kim Jong un's grandfather and father all that's all they wanted. Um but this is like the thirteenth president that, uh, or United States president that North Korea has lied to. So, 
Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't fault can't fault Donald Trump for trying, but you can fault him for sitting down and like shaking his hand and saying, We're best buds, he's not gonna do this. Cause he did it. Yeah, I mean that's and then again, that's just what they do, but and I I just it said the whole North Korea thing is so goddamn ridiculous. I, I still can't believe it sometimes. How how he how much he just fillets him. It's ridiculous. I can't believe how much we have to, uh, like, Shay and I bring this up, because I think it's funnier than shit, and Shay and I have this coin, but, like, the the, the conservative media has just totally ignored all this from, from here on out. Like, Sean Hannity, if you if you put, uh, you know, um, Jumper Cabus on Sean Hannity's balls, I don't think he could tell you uh, the last time Donald Trump made a mistake with North Korea. Like, he just doesn't, they just don't get it. Like, they're just like, no, he's, you know, he's our, he's our uh, you know, God Emperor. He totally agrees. We're, well, all right, we can't we can't focus on this whole North Korea thing because we got to start a war with Iran. So that's true. That's true. We're busy. Oh, yeah. oh god. Donald Donald Trump is probably the first president that I can identify right now. And correct me if you disagree. That his foreign policy is entirely a byproduct of his domestic policy, and. Because which, which countries he seeks a close relationship to and which countries he seeks an antagonistic relation to are entirely tied to the extent to which he can use that relationship to rile up his base. And his base... Oh, I, the, I the wouldn't screw that at all. Yeah. His, his base, the, the Fox News d- devotional, um, are they, they get an erection whenever they hear anything negative about Venezuela or Iran... And they get an erection whenever they hear anything positive about Israel, and that's who Trump has been beating the, uh, you know, smoking the peace pipe and beating the war drum with, respectively, because he wants to play well on Fox News. That that is his defining motivation in everything he does, including foreign policy. I, w- I would even go farther and say that he likes to beat that war drum and smoke that peace pipe. Because not only does it play well on Fox News, but the people that are watching Fox News don't understand the intricacies of those those different relationships. Like people, like you know, you hear people on Fox News like anybody who doesn't support Israel is you know just a communist and a racist. I'm like, well, no, Israel has done some really fucking fucked up shit. Yeah, like, you know, there there and there are reports of them shooting just kids with you know sniper rifles. They're just snipering kids in you know at the at the border. Like I'm not saying that the Palestine and Israel conflict isn't fucking complicated as shit, but like you can't be a thousand percent for Israel and and just ignore the atrocities they've done. And well, like and- like you said, like with the like uh, beating war drum for Venezuela and Iran, for example. Like of course anybody who listens to Fox News and goes to one of those Trump fucking rallies is gonna be like brown people. Yeah, fuck them. Let's invade that, just like that, you know, they shouldn't have that lane anyway. Well, and, and they, they've, I think, pulled one over on the media in a way that, 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 that has not gotten sufficient attention to the extent that the Netanyahu government and the Trump government have been able to conflate support for a specific brand of right-wing Israeli politics with support for Israel. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, because I, I think that if you were to, I mean, if you were to take a poll of Congress, you would get near universal support for 
the, the basic idea that Israel should be allowed to, to be a state, to be a Jewish state in the Middle East, and should be able to conduct basic defense exercises. They should be able to defend themselves, they should be able to have borders, they should be able to exist as a society and have the same sense of security that every country is entitled to. But having support for Israel does not need to be conflated with support for the Netanyahu government, and I think the Netanyahu government has done a good job of conflating those two things with the American right. Oh, yeah. I, I, th I think the, the idea that supporting Israel is supporting Netanyahu is, has become this kind of big this conglomerate that the American public isn't, isn't informed enough to distinguish because you can look at things that the Netanyahu government has done that is absolutely atrocious. And, you know, uh, when he was um, indicted for several counts of you know fraud and embezzlement and all that bullshit that, that we've seen in the news, like the you know, Fox News reaction was like, oh, they're just trying to take down a, a, you know, a, a good fighter for democracy. And like that, that's not the same thing. Like Netanyahu can still be a corrupt fucking piece of shit. And you can still think that... Um, the um, you know, the Israelis should have their own state and it should be a Jewish state. It it doesn't mean that they have to you know fucking genocide the Palestinians either. Like the, like these things are not these things. Are, this is not a zero sum game. I wonder if the Fox News crowd understands that Netanyahu's opposition are also Israeli. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> the, oh god, it's. Well, I don't think the Fox News crowd understands that the Gaza Strip and the Palestinian um, is a is a basically you know Israeli controlled um, area of that of that whole of the world. Like they control like was it three of the four sides? You can, I mean, like they, you cannot get in and out of Palestine without you know the Israeli you know say so. Like it's it's a war zone. It's a it's an occupied territory. Like. There are so many things that are so fucked up about that situation that are just glossed over on Fox News that it is like it is a problem. Like you well, just and, can't say like. And now you're you're starting to you're starting to see a degradation of the 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 Middle Eastern détente as it existed in the eighties, the nineties, the early two thousands. Uh, in that the status quo of the, the Sunni Muslim world does not stand behind Palestine the way they did, the way they used to. Right. So right. It, it's not, you, you're actually starting to see kind of an alignment between Saudi Arabia and Israel. Um, and part of that alignment is that Saudi Arabia has kind of dropped their support for a Palestinian state. They don't care. Um, and so you're, you're with, with the loss of, of the Sunni Arab world's support for Palestinian statehood, they've kind of, outside of the UN, which has always been pretty pretty protective of, of Palestinian interests, kind of lost their international support. Um, so their, their, their position has become a lot more precarious than it used to be. Yeah, it, and that's, the, I guess, the way I want to phrase that. That's also a side effect of the fact that with the the upsurge of Donald Trump Republicanism, where that is a not educated Republicanism, that's a not like fuck the facts. I'm just gonna say some broad terms to get the crowd riled up. You know, th 
I mean, just you know, the Sunni Muslim, the, the Sunni Shiite Muslims, like the the people that go to the Trump rallies, don't see a difference between that. It's not a, there's not a cultural difference. It's not a, it's not a, there's not factions there. It's just they see those as large blocks of just the same ubiquitous people, and there's there's no delineation there. There's no need to think about it further. So when Netanyahu says these are bad people, they just go, yeah, 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 yeah okay. Because Donald Trump has sided with Netanyahu, no matter what he says, and they just, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's a lot of echoing, very simplistic ideas about the Middle East that expired several years ago, like maybe five or years ago, and we just, they're just not up to, to snuff with what's really going on, so. We have, not, not to, not to derail this point of discussion uh, any more than it already has, but, um. Donald Trump's kind of love affair with the the dictators club of the world uh, right. kind of took an t- kind of took an I think especially concerning turn this week when he had uh, Viktor Orban, the Hungarian president, transitioning into dictator, um, nice. guest at the White House this week, um, and the the most concerning thing I think about this is that, I mean, don't get me wrong, American presidents have had diplomatic summits with dictators since we have had American presidents. Right. Typically, in the modern era, when American presidents have diplomatic summits with dictators, it serves one of two purposes. It's either because we have no choice but to play nice with this dictator because they serve an important American interest abroad, or two... Uh, in order to be, because this this dictator has made some important step toward democratization or liberalization of a society and we want to encourage them or chastise them for their past misdeeds um, you see an example of the former with the Bush and Obama administration's relationships with the Saudis um, mm-hmm. I think I think the Trump administration's relationship with the Saudis is a little different uh, or the um, Obama Trump, administration the Trumps are just draw humping them yeah or the Obama administration's interactions with the Iranian government. They made an important right. step towards liberalization, but also we wanted to take them to task about their, their failure to fully liberalize. Right. Um, but And we signed but, a, a nuclear agreement with them that, that made sure that they wouldn't have a, a nuclear weapon for the next 10 years, and we were going to check on it every six months. And, you know. But where does Hungary fall on that spectrum? What U.S. interest abroad is Hungary an important player in? What, what past misdeeds or, or steps toward liberalization are we trying to discourage and encourage respectively in Hungary? And the answer is none of the above. Nope. Hungary is just a, a country that is out there and is, has a concerning government right now. But Trump likes Viktor Orban, a guy who has gotten up and publicly said that we like the color of the people in Hungary, and we want to keep it that way. Like, Viktor Orban is an open white nationalist who Trump is bear-hugging in the White House on national television. And that is... Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you, are you trying to bring facts to a feeling fight here? It is inexcusable. Um, and whoa, what, what... Whoa, 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 Adam. There were good people on both <laughs> sides of that bear hug. There were great people on both sides of that bear <laughs> yes, hug. Yes, that is accurate. There were good... The president said it's true. That can't. Exactly. Just, why you can't just say shit? 
And you know, the, the cherry, just the cherry on this shit Sunday, is that the U.S. ambassador to Hungary, who was interviewed by, I forget which news station, and I should be better informed about that, but who is a, a longtime acquaintance of Donald Trump, because, uh, and I'm sure that's just a coincidence and has nothing to do with nepotism, but it's a guy that has known Donald Trump for decades. And in this interview, the U.S. ambassador to Hungary said, Donald Trump wishes he had going on what Orban has going on. And it's, that's just the latest example of saying the quiet part oh, out loud. I don't, I, I don't doubt that for a second. Where the U.S. ambassador to Hungary, a longtime acquaintance of Donald Trump, is saying Trump wishes that he was over top of this society where Orban has taken complete control of the judiciary, um, has taken complete control of the media. Dissenting media is is heavily curtailed in Hungary at this moment. Immigration is heavily curtailed in Hungary. It's a really concerning situation, and Donald Trump is jealous of it. Yeah. Well, remember back in the 2000s when uh, George W. Bush joked that, you know, it'd be a lot easier to get legislation passed in, in, in West Virginia. Of course, in West Virginia, but uh, Silicon Montauk. Um, um, United States, if the United States was a dictatorship, just as long as he was a dic- the dictator. And he laughed. And he giggled. And the rest of the media kind of laughed and giggled too. Because we, A, understood that, you know, we, you know, not only would we not allow that to a certain extent, the media wouldn't allow that to a certain extent, but his own family would not have allowed that for, to it. To the exact extent. Like, and, and I don't no, think George Herbert Walker Bush would ever have allowed George W. Bush to become a fucking dictator. He would have well, no, 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 marched in there and... Or actually, um, oh shit, what's his mother's name? Um, Barbara. Barbara Bush, thank you. Barbara Bush would have gone in there and, and fucking yanked off his little his little nutters. Well, and nobody, nobody thought that George W. Bush seriously aspired to dictatorship. I mean, if you asked asked me at 15 years old during the Bush administration, yeah, I I probably would have thought he was a dictator because I was a teenager and that was, I I didn't know any better. But like, Point point of fact, fuck off, because you were like 15 during the Bush administration. Yeah, yeah, a little humble brag there. Well, but in retrospect, like George W. Bush was a normal Republican, which I, I mean, I have my disagreements with, but. You know, if we don't have a major political party that I have my disagreements with, then... Then we've all fucked up. We probably have other problems. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get it. Like, there's, there's... There are so many things about the Trump administration that says the quiet things out loud. I mean, the fact, the fact that fucking Stephen Miller's walking around telling everybody that, yeah, we were gonna round up all the illegals and just kick in doors and, you know, fuck the Fourth Amendment... We're just going to kick indoors and round up people we, we were pretty sure were illegal. And, you know, that didn't happen because Christian, uh, Christian Nielsen, am I getting that right? Christian Nielsen, the, she was the, um, she was the secretary of, uh, Homeland Security. Homeland Security. Yeah. Uh, she recently stepped down. She, she shot that down. I mean, the fact that that shit's even floating around for the Hill to report is amazing. It's just amazing. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm concerned by the extent to which some of the things that we are most concerned about only didn't happen because people refused to follow the president's orders. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that, actually that, is, that... No, go ahead, Adam. 
that's the case with Kirsten Nielsen refusing mm-hmm. to follow orders from the president with regard to some more, even more inhumane immigration practices than we've seen actually happening in real life. With regard to Don McGahn, like exactly. saying, smiling and saying "Okay, boss," and doing nothing when Trump ordered him to fire Bob Mueller, right. uh, it's it's just a lot of, and and it's it also brings up the fact that. Trump just does not have the attention span or state of mind to have a coherent agenda. Because if my boss told me to fire somebody and like two days later I had not fired them, he would be in my office asking me why I hadn't fired that person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, and that's 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 one of the things like we're, we're kind of touching on several topics here and I'm fine with that. Like you were bringing up the fact that nobody's following Donald Trump's orders. That's the main reason in the Mueller report that Donald Trump and his administration – was not, uh, or there was no recommendation uh, to prosecute for uh, a criminal conspiracy because. Well, in, that's one of the reasons. The other reason is that it is the standing position of the Justice Department that a sitting president cannot be charged with a crime. Right, right, cannot be indicted. Well, that I think right. that's correct. The only re- the 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 remedy for a president committing a crime is impeachment. Right. And, which which is, a pol- is a political solution, and exactly. we have come to a place in our government where you have immunity by congressional majority. Right. So, I mean, that, we, we can, you know, the we can talk about that for, for hours, but the, the point that nobody is following Donald Trump's directives is a hilariously problematic part of our government because, like, like Adam said, um, one of the reasons Donald Trump isn't, wasn't, you know, Robert Mueller didn't recommend uh, Donald Trump for um, an absolute, you know, slam dunk obstruction of justice. Even though giving ten um, reasons, he you know may have obstructed justice. Um, Robert Mueller meant to put that to the uh, Congress before uh, Robert Barr, you know, tried to catch that and dunk it. It was like shit, like uh, Adam just said. Like he told, um, you know, uh, McGann to go get rid of, uh, you know, the. Robert Miller, and he just said, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, you can't do that, and then prepared his re- resignation letter. Uh, on the on the flip side of that coin, with the criminal conspiracy, um, they either, you know, the Trump administration, you know, and read the Mueller report, either walked up to the line of a criminal conspiracy or were too fucking dumb to pull it off. My favorite example is that uh, Michael Cohen was trying to get a hold of a Russian um Official, kind of a middle management kind of guy. I forget their name off the top of my head. We can, I can Google it and put it. You know, you can if if you're listening to this, you want you want to know, email me at woodscast seventeen seventy six at gmail dot com. But uh, fucking Cohen was uh, trying to get a hold of a a weightlifter, like a a a powerlifter of the same name. Like he did not know that he was fucking you know what's happening, some kind of Russian powerlifter. And they're just, you know, just fucking incompetent. That's and that kind of shit trickles down, like you said, Adam. Like if, if my boss told me to do something on Tuesday and he came by on Wednesday and I hadn't even started, it, he would notice. The same, re- and that's the same reason the whole, you know, we, we talked about Iran and, and Israel and all this earlier. It's the same reason the Iran nuclear deal didn't appeal to Donald Trump at all because to to keep that up and to make sure, like everybody said that uh, Barack Obama had just given uh, uh, Iran a nuclear weapon. But if you read the report, it's like, they, yeah, uh, the report went from now until 10 years from now. And every six months, we were going we to check on them and make sure they did not have a nuclear weapon. That meant that the Trump administration, from the time he took office until the time he was either elected, uh, you know, had eaten one too many fucking Big Macs 
or um, you know was impeached would have to have have to keep up with his agreement every six months, and that's not what the Trump administration does. That's due diligence that the Trump administration just doesn't fucking handle. Like they're like, oh, we got to check on this every fucking six months. Oh god damn it! You know it's like it's just supposed to gonna happen. And scene. I would just like to say we're not maligning people that like Big Macs. I, for one, find Big Macs delicious. And uh, Big Macs are a garbage sandwich. Oh, good shit. You do a double quarter pounder. Those are good, too, man. You can also get the double quarter pounder with the Big Mac sauce and kick your shit up to a whole nother level. First of all, you know. if, you're walking, if you're walking in the door at McDonald's, you've made your first mistake already. Listen, that that's a oh, foregone oh, conclusion. Oh, 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 you oh, listen oh, oh. here, you you elitist Democrat. Where would you, you. where would you go? Where would you go, Mister Mister Strider? I would go because if we're and and we're limiting this to the category of like actual fast food, not prestige yeah, fast yeah. food. Your, your Wendy's, your Burger Kings, your yeah, 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 Taco your Taco I, I for for all of my baseline fast food needs, go to rallies. That is a good answer. I do not have that out here, and it kills me. But when I go back there, I eat it, and it's amazing. Yeah. Checkers no rallies is all the same shit. Yeah, I know. Here the no judges checkers. will accept that as an answer. That's yeah. Good. yeah. Right. Um, let's take a short break, and then we'll talk about Shay being interviewed by um, uh, Infowars, and then I think we'll call it call it. Yeah, we're, yeah, we got about an hour and ten minutes into this. We got we got we need to talk about Infowars real quick, and we'll come back. Alright, we are back. Everybody's had a pee break. Everybody's got some red wine or some... Uh, Shay's got some pasta. I don't know I don't know why I went there. But, um... I thought we were recording this entire fucking time. Are I, you telling me I'm worried about eating on the air and we weren't even recording? I should. I could have been eating pasta. I just Adam, did I not say we weren't recording? I um, listen. You, you did, but I figured that had, a like, an expiration date at some yeah. point in the oh, past whatever. Minutes. Yeah, that's cool. Now, I, I will tell... Listen, guys. In, in, in this in this, in this this America, where we can all be thrown in the gulag for saying the wrong thing about the god Emperor Trump, I will tell you when we're recording. Okay. Now, what, you, what, you, what you people at home aren't seeing is Shay shovel pasta in his mouth with his bare it hands. It is delicious. <laughs> so I had a pound of bacon that was going to go bad, so I cooked the whole pound and put it in with a bunch of Alfredo and shells, and it's delicious. It's so good. That does sound fucking good. All right, You're fucking right, it does. Anyway, the last topic we're going to talk about because we don't need to we need we don't need to push this on any further, and I need to go drink some rum and finish up uh, the Predator because I'm watching it again just to just because that's what I do to myself. The newest one. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what I do because I hate myself. We need to talk about Alex Jones getting the permanent uh, ban hammer and being interviewed by uh, by the Woods Cast Man on the Street, Shea Butter. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm out there dropping truth bombs, people. In the third dimension. In the third dimension. In the third dimension. So for those of you not paying attention to the interwebs, uh, oh, fuck, when did this happen? It was like May 3rd. Yeah, um, some shit like that. It was May 3rd that uh, old Alex Jones got kicked off Instagram, and along with him, several other people. So you got Jones, uh, Alex Jones, Laura Loomer, Milo, Monopolis. Um, uh, some some dickhole uh, named Tommy Robinson in the UK who's just super racist. Um, 
Paul Joseph Watson, another dude from the UK who's pretty fucking racist. Um, and just to round out this, so they, they couldn't say they were racist, uh, um, Twitter, or I'm sorry, Facebook couldn't say they were racist, they kicked off uh, uh, Louis Farrakhan. All of these people are pretty anti-Semitic and racist, so they just banned them off, off, offhand. Uh, most of these people have been kicked off Facebook for a while, um, but uh, people had complained that they had a presence on Instagram, which is what uh, Jones, Loomer, and Milo, a bunch of them did. So instead of having like Infowars on Instagram, they these people would use their own personal accounts on Instagram to share the stories and videos of Infowars and all their bull- bullshittery and the woo fuckery. Um, so so that banging hammer went down. Uh, when that happened, we were Shay and I were in Florida, uh, actually Clearwater, with uh, visiting our dad. And while we were sitting at a bar on the beach having a beer with our dad. Uh, two uh, fuck whistles walked up with a uh, bullhorn covered in Infowars sticker and a uh, Trump flag, and uh, my brother uh, jaunted over there to talk to them. And uh, Shay, would you like to recount what happened there? Oh, I mean, I th- well, what it was, well, what happened was is is they did that classic thing where they ask you a question, put the mic in front of your face for thirty seconds, and then um uh you know, take it away. So you don't have a chance to answer, but you know, I got, I got, I got to say my piece, but what was funny about it to me was the guy, their whole shtick was, is they were out there doing hug a Trump supporter. And the guys, the guy's whole shtick was, Hey man, like our country's divided. Would you hug a Trump supporter? Which I absolutely would. But then I saw his info shirt and I told him I'll hug a Trump supporter, but I will not hug an Alex Jones supporter. Alex Jones is full of shit. He can go fuck himself. And at that point, they wanted to talk to me about how he had been pulled off all these various social media things. And all it was was a rehash of the same argument that we always have, which is like, oh, it's infringing on his free speech. No, no, it's not really because, like, the government isn't saying he can't say this shit. It's fucking Twitter and Facebook saying you can't use the platform because you signed an agreement and you violated it, so you're fucking off. Um, And especially because of the fact that Alex Jones has millions of dollars and has this platform on Infowars.com where he can say whatever the hell he wants and millions of people see it, It, his free speech has not been impeded. That was their whole shtick. That was what they were trying to get people to say, is that, like, the government was shutting down Alex Jones. Right. You know, I've I've got to bring my... I was pretty drunk by that point, too, but that's fine. We were not sober. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I'll bring my extensive, extensive legal expertise to this discussion and uh, remind everybody that uh, the First Amendment only protects you from speech restrictions by the government. Exactly. Um, Yep. And if you were not, if, if you, like, turned off, just in case you turned off the news, like, a year ago... Mark Zuckerberg actually did not run for president, so he is not the government. <laughs> no. no. Um, and I, I, think, I think it's great that the, especially Tucker Carlson, if you saw Tucker Carlson's just A-plus rant on this topic, uh, the, the folks in that sphere of the media have been going on about how um, the uh, they've been diverging from their usual uh, diatribe discourse, um, which is that private corporations should be able to do whatever they want with no restrictions. Exactly, yeah. But now they're mad that a private corporation is doing whatever it wants with no restrictions. (laughs) 
Exactly. And, like, the funny thing was, is, like, I saw him coming, and Shea pointed him out, and I said, I know, the, I know those two guys. I'm almost positive one of them is, like, the uh, uh, MAGA Patriot. Uh, he has his own Facebook group, which I have been summarily booted out of. Because when I joined it, I just kept, like, posting, like, you guys know you're, you're absolutely ridiculous, right? Like, none of this makes any sense. And, like, they kept, like, responding to me. I was like, then ban me. Like, if you guys are so badass, just ban me. Because I thought you guys were all about, you know, the open exchange of ideas. And then, like, you know, I got banned from their Facebook group. So I knew who these two guys were. And Shay walked over there and said something. And, like, exactly what Shay was saying. Like, Shay pointed out what Adam just says that, you know, you guys understand that he is not being discriminated against. And, like, they didn't want to talk to me at all because I was just telling Shay. I was just feeding Shay points. And, like, I said, uh, you know. I personally, I personally told him like, "Hey, uh, tell Alex Jones good luck with all those um, um, lawsuits." They're like, "Oh yeah, he's, <laughs> he's yeah, he's like oh he's that was li-. pretty good, yeah." He was like, "Oh, he's winning all of them." I was like, "Actually, no, there's like twenty three of them, and he's not winning it at all, it, any yeah, of them yeah, at all." Yeah. And uh, yeah. so like they just walked off because they realized that we were not going to sit there and be like, "Well, uh, Alex Jones totally should have." You know, I don't know, a seat in the, ha- in the House of Representatives. You know, they did not want to talk to me at all. Love talking to Shay, but like Shay said, they would not keep the mic on his face to let him give a full answer. No, I mean, um, yeah, that's what they, that's their stick. Now, now, of course, I have been monitoring the Alex Jones show since then, and Shay, believe it or not, that, that footage has not been thrown up on the website. I'm shocked, yes, I'm yeah, shocked. Yeah, we were shocked that when we... When we were loud and drunk and told Alex Jones to, you know, kiss our taints, that they did not put that up on the air. Um, but what did happen, like, one of the things that did happen is, like, Laura Loomer did get booted off, too. Now, she is very upset. The reason Alex Jones is upset is because Alex Jones is the, that he's been using these specific tactics to spread his message and basically hawk his wares on places he was not supposed to do so. So, where Alex Jones and Infowars is not allowed to, to sell uh, caveman uh, butt plugs on uh, Facebook and Twitter, um, they he would have Paul Joseph Watson and Laura Loomer and all these other dipshits do it on their own personal Instagram accounts. And so when this ban ham, hammer came down, they were they were specifically butthurt, pun intended, um, because that... Like that literally is 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 truncating their shtick. Like Laura Loomer's grift is about about ninety percent done, and I have some audio for you guys to watch. So this is this is the uh, the day after the ban. Um, I would like to recommend a uh, fantastic podcast called Knowledge Fight, where um, the two hosts the two hosts basically monitor Alex Jones and his show, and. For every podcast, they'll basically summarize a couple days of his show and just point out fact by fact, point by point, things he said, things he said that are complete horseshit. And they actually had a fantastic one from May 2nd to May 3rd where Alex Jones realized he's banned, like in mid-show. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Because Alex Jones, Alex Jones goes from being like, all right, we're going to talk about fucking vaccines and chemtrails and how the globals should eat babies. And then like... Halfway through the show, like, somebody apparently, you know, he, he's told off air, like, hey, you're fucking banned from a lot of stuff now. He's like, and you would think he, you would think he would, like, get, just get super riled up and be like, oh, God, they, the goddamn globus are better. But he basically, he basically goes into his shell and he's like, well, we're kind of fucked, you know, we're pretty fucked, you know. But the best was the next day when they had kind of regrouped. 
he put on uh, Laura Loomer, and I'm gonna share some uh, some some screen and audio here, guys. Um, I'm gonna turn this way up. This is some good stuff. This is Laura Loomer. I'm about ten, I'm about I'm about ten, uh, ten seconds before she has a meltdown on Alex's show. This would be the third or third or fourth. Uh, my my Twitter account, right? Yes, can you hear that? Jones is just talking over. Crazy, but what are they doing? I want to know what people are actually going to do. My life is ruined. What is she? I don't understand. What's the point here? What's she talking about? She got banned. Oh, okay. Oh, is is she the one who like camped out in the lobby at Twitter and everybody ignored her? That's exactly right. Hold on. Yeah, I, I don't know who that. Yeah, so I don't know who she is. Here, yeah, this is this is Laura Loomer. Let's just back this up. Oh, damn it! Is she a right or left or what is she? Oh, she's one of Alex Jones's flunkies. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's one of Alex Jones's flunkies. She goes all over the place, and she. Why the hell can I find this? Okay, here we go. Yeah. Thinks well, I can overpower this myself. No, you can't. Plus, he if he doesn't do something. That makes sense. Okay. This okay. Yeah, good. Yeah, um like what uh what what um what uh, Adam said was correct is that she's the one that like she, when Twitter banned her, she changed herself to the the front door of Twitter's um home office. But uh she only changed herself to one door. So she's like just chained to one door while like people are just walking in and out the other door to work. Like all day. It was the most it was the most anticlimactic thing. So here she's hysterical. Yeah, so here she is just losing her shit. Because she knows that from here on out, she has no income. Because now she. Can't listen to people tell me, but I'm a yeah. They don't know what it's like. No, I understand. I yeah, understand Alex shows his talks right over. And, uh, you know, it just, I Freeliver.com. He doesn't give a shit. These are hard. I can't hear any audio from this video, but. More men. There it goes. You know, Drudge Report promotes what you're doing. Others do the president. There it goes. I actually did tweet about you and um, I don't know if you knew this about you and Watson being banned. So, so that we, but I, I mean, I agree. Tweeting isn't enough, but at least the president is concerned about it. He's concerned about it, but that's not going to stop the fact that I've lost 90% of my income. That's not going to stop the fact that I literally can't make a living anymore, even though I have. That's not a problem. I was valedictorian in college. I that's not true. That's not true. Not true. Go fucking get a job then, dude. What do you yeah. mean? Hey, go be a journalist. Yeah. <laughs> what a dumb fucking asshole. <laughs> what a stupid asshole. Now, hold on, hold on. Wait. She, he just like, Alex Jones just like. I'm fighting harder than most conservatives. I'm fighting harder than most conservatives. Alright, so she's totally, she's totally downtrodden. Well, that's what happens, Lord of Leaders. So, it, it, but, uh, oh, okay. And Trump's been so surrounded by the Russiagate thing that he's been paralyzed. Just by cuts that. her the but fuck off. Do something now. This is my no, favorite. I agree with you. And, and, you know, I'm sick of watching. I love this. Like, I mean, I, I, you know, this is obviously we're watching a video and nobody else can see this, but the InfoWars logo is always amazing to me because it's got that like radar rotation thing. It looks like it's a scanner or something. Oh yeah, yeah. We're, we're detecting the globalists. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't say that, Laura. You're a hero to a lot of people. Another whisper. Yep. Alex, I am 25 years old, and I don't want to live the rest of my life. I could potentially live 75 more years. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God! Oh, oh. Murdered by 
She's saying on InfoWars, she's thinking about killing herself. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you know. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Listen to this. Oh, okay. Jones is gonna, Jones, here in a second, Jones is gonna be like, alright, thanks, come back on. Trump elected, then all the parasites came in. And just remember, it's better than Hillary, but I understand. Well, keep doing it. Let's get you back on soon. Let's get back on tomorrow about what you're doing next, how folks support you, and we'll track this as it unfolds. But I know being called an anti-Semite. Yeah, yeah, all right. So Alex Jones couldn't give less of a shit. Yeah, about, of course about, not. About what was going on there. That's hysterical. That's good stuff, bud. That's so, awesome. like, like, so that's what happened. Like, Alex Jones got banned. It's so fucking funny. And just to cap it off, the reason he got banned was not because, like, like Adam said, was not because of the fact that he was, you know, violating some type of things. The First Amendment, the First Amendment, does not protect you from um, shit like that. What he did it was violate, like Shay said, uh, the Twitter and Facebook um, terms of service. And what they do all the time is they will get hyped up and talk about like we should round up and kill all the immigrants or we should round up and kill all the brown people like they'll they'll say things like that which is an incitement to violence and adam can back me up here like i can call shay an empty-headed little uh worm that's not that's not that that's not an incitement to violence that's not any type of call to violence or anything like i'm not it's not hate speech but if i said that i was gonna go to shay's house saw his head off and shit in his eyeballs that, that, yeah, would, be, that probably... would be a problem Please don't. Well, the, the, it would have to be a credible threat. I, I think that if if uh, the government were to try and arrest you for saying that, uh, you would have a viable defense that uh, you that it, this was puffery uh, and you did not actually have any believable intent to, to carry out that act. But okay, point well, taken. All right, well, point taken. But like. Um, I guess I guess my follow-up would be that a lot of the things that Alex Jones has done, especially with re reference to the Sandy Hook parents, has been to use language like that and then essentially dox them on air live. Like, Alex Jones would share um, satellite images of, like, the address and uh, maps to the Sandy Hook parents' house and say that these people are lying, they need to be taken out. Like, that's the kind of shit that gets him banned. I mean, I don't think it would... I don't, I don't think it would hold up as, like, a terrorist threat in a federal court or anything. But that's the kind of things that's getting the sh absolute shit suit out of him. Whereas when I say that Shay is a girl's name, and our parents really wanted a girl, but he came out, that's not hate speech. It's just a fact. No, no, that, that's... That's definitely not hate speech. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> yeah. So, um, I was, I was in, in all right. So wrap to wrap this up, I was thoroughly entertained by Alex Jones getting banned off the interweb <laughs> for the most part. I was even more thoroughly into entertained that Shay was interviewed interviewed by some Infowars asset assets. I was. More jealous than I've ever been in my life. They didn't want to talk to me at all. That is a fact. They did not want to talk to me at all. And um, I guess to wrap up this episode, I'm even more uh, titillated that the entire interwebs 
um, is so butthurt that season eight of Game of Thrones isn't what they wanted. And that includes Adam Adam Strider over there. I am the... I, my butt is so hurt he is about looking, season eight. For, I know you guys can't see this, but he is looking... I don't know what he's looking at. He's looking at a wall. He doesn't even want to look at I'm, us. I was actually watching my cats. They're, they're over there. <laughs> All right. I, I would have gone with the wall, but whatever. The the my my looking away from the screen and my butt hurt over Game of Thrones are unrelated. That's what she said. <laughs> All right, guys. I think we should wrap this up. We've been going for about an hour and a half or so, based on my plan. Uh, my math. Um, let me look this up, Adam. Of course, thank you for coming on. Uh, I I hope. Did, did, did venting with us help out your Game of Thrones ache at all? You know, I, I think that, that my Game of Thrones ache is a hole in my soul that can only be filled by George R. R. Martin publishing his next damn book, finally. That's actually a fantastic response to that, uh, my <laughs> spirit's yeah, question there. That was, that, was, that was a good fucking answer. Yeah, that's, that's, Shay, that's why he's the only of the three of us has a law degree. Like, it's just, uh, sure. zing. Sure. Yeah, Thanks. you can't handle the truth. <laughs> truth scares me. <laughs> All right. Like um, too real, bro. Al- too real. What's it? Yeah, too real. As always, uh, we hope you guys enjoy this. We enjoy doing it. Uh, it's, it's. But also, amazing. if you don't, I don't care. So I hope you enjoy it, but I don't care if you don't. I mean, we're not losing any sleep if no. you don't enjoy no. it. Uh, we're kind of curious why you're listening to it if you don't enjoy it. Um, Question. I mean, why do you listen to Alex Jones? Oh, I enjoy the fuck out of that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's like a uh, three and a half, four hour comedy uh, skit, depending on how long Alex Joe stays on. Sometimes he, like, he, like, hands it off on an hour, like, two and a half or three, and it's just some dip, dipshit. But uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a solid three hour comedy skit that does not know it's a comedy skit. That's a good um, point. Yeah. So, uh, yes. We, uh, we hope you enjoy listening to this podcast. We enjoy fucking doing it. Um, at the very least, I get to talk to my little brother and some uh, friends that don't live close to me, like Adam here. So I, I can't I can't hate on it at all. Hope you enjoy too. Uh, if you like the, uh, please like and rate us on uh, all the places you find your your podcasts. Uh, if you uh, you can find us on Twitter at, at WoodsCastThe, and then on Facebook it's at WoodsCast1776. You can always email us a question, a comment, or just like raw pornography at thewoodscast1776 at gmail.com. We're going to take every bit of Alex Jones' shtick until he shut the fuck down. So that's how that works. Adam, thanks for coming on. Uh, Anytime, Justin. We will. Well, I guess what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to have you on in like about a week or so. I'm out of town next weekend, so... Uh, it won't be till I'm gonna be back to like Tuesday, so maybe like late next week we could have you on and like just have you like just like just shit the bed about the final episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, I think Shay and I will be up to date by then, huh? Yep, yep. That, let's do it. We'll shout all over it. <laughs> we'll just shit all over it. Shit all over it. <laughs> all right, this is this is the point where uh, you know we have uh, Shay say uh, goodbye to the nice people. Toodles. I'm a rubber band.
Just a move, 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 move